Hi, I'm Kurt Todi with Realm IQ. This is our podcast, Realm IQ Sessions, where we talk about everything AI with AI leaders from around the world. Today's guest is Philip Alcock from Mexico. He is the AIX PBL founder and a strategic advisor for AI and project-based learning, hence the PBL. Welcome, Philip. So glad you're joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'd love to hear... Well, you have a background in education and you've leveraged that into AI. And I'd love to hear how, what your approach is and how you're integrating it and what you've learned over this last tumultuous year in AI since the birth of ChatGPT. Yeah, thanks. I've learned that I can survive off less sleep. That's one thing I've learned. <laughs> it's been a very exciting year. So yeah, my background is, is in education, I guess, more recently. I've got a background in IT, also in hospitality. I kind of started my life trying to be a chef and realized that I wanted to go in a different direction. I started teaching kids as at a like health retreat, and I really enjoyed just the idea of passing on knowledge and just having fun with teaching. And, and that was a Montessori school that I worked with. So they were working with projects and we were using fresh uh, vegetables and things like that from the garden. So I just thought, this is great. What a, what a cool idea to be a teacher. I'd, I went overseas to Vietnam. I followed my, I guess, like a passion of my dad's to be a teacher. And I didn't really realize how much I'd like it until I was doing it. I just enjoyed the challenge. And I also found that there was a lot of things missing in education that, you know, we're using these old books and things like that. So as time went on, I really got into project-based learning. I became a sustainability specialist at one point in my life. And I tried to think, how can I, you know, teach about sustainability for an hour a week with these kids? How can I engage them? I felt that it's a really important thing to teach about, but one hour is not enough. What can I do? So I sort of started into the world of finding out, well, can we do a project? What is PBL and problem-based learning and project-based learning? And I guess that's where my, my heart has kind of been in game-based learning and project-based learning that I think, why can't we make education more interesting? Why can't we make it more engaging? Why can't we use real-life projects and teach skills about that? And that's really hard to do when you're a teacher. When you're in a system and you've got tests and you've got to do essays and there's a whole bunch of kind of systematic requirements, I really found it difficult to fit into the traditional education system. Um, I'm from Australia, and I decided to come over to a school in Mexico, which was a project-based learning school. And I also wanted to bring my sustainability passion as well. So that was kind of like a two-fold passion idea. And so I brought this passion, brought this project-based learning kind of experience and found that the school was still a traditional school that had one project, one subject, three times a week that did projects. I'm like, that's not a project-based learning school. <laughs> so I really spent a lot of time trying to make everything into projects and it, I was awake all night working all weekends not having a lot of time for myself because I was putting all this time in and then AI kind of just arrived on the system it's like here we go here's my friend said I wrote a reference for a friend of mine using chat GPT and it took me seconds have a look at this Phil and I just once I had a go at it and went on to chat GPT that was it I hadn't stopped and I've done so many prompts and things like that since and I guess what I started to, to see was I started to use AI in my project-based learning units. Mm -hmm. I started to use, I guess, 
approaches with, you know, what happens if I do this and can I make it personalized? And if a kid's into something interesting, can I actually make it, can I, can I make it kind of like, you know, personalized? Can I, can I do these things? Can I make a math project? Can I, it was all these kind of questions I had that I always wondered. And I started using chat GPT. I think at the start, it was very much like, how do I do this, make this for me. And as time went on, I started to do layering prompts and segmenting prompts and things like that, that started to have better results. And then I started creating chat bots and all sorts of interesting things. I just had Roald Dahl company buy a Roald Dahl chat bot that I've just done. And, and they loved it. They just saw this cool, really innovative approach to reading and interactive exploring of books and all of that. And I guess that's where I've sort of come from with my AIX PBL business. It's really about like innovative, interesting learning that can be Instead of having, you know, you have to learn a math division and it's all complicated and quite boring, you know, you can do a project about Mars and you can do, you know, time's running out. We need to have all of these things happening. You know, how are we going to divide the air amongst all these people? And you can kind of really transform learning experiences with AI through narratives. And then it's really just enhancing these project-based learning units. It's just taken an amazing turn now. I've just decided to work on this rather than being a teacher full time. I do a little bit of tutoring, but I just decided that I just want to give this project a go. And I've been on LinkedIn and just getting great things, great feedback, people really enjoying, you know, implementing some of my strategies, some of my projects and AI is like 100% driven all of this stuff. I couldn't do all of this work without AI to help me. So I'm always, you know, blocking out chat GPT. It's always telling me to come back in four hours, which is probably good for my mental health. So I can take a break and go and um, clean the house or do something interesting. Yeah. But I love it. I just, I love the exploring and the more people I meet and the more things, it's just like, it just keeps adding all these interesting layers that are, it's really going to personalize learning and, and make it interesting. That's such a cool story. And it's a story of empowerment and supercharging yourself and actually helping you transition from one career to the next. And that's such a great story. Uh, I have also found that since I jumped in a year ago as well, that it's a very supportive community. I was in the Web3 space for two years prior. And of course, no one knows what Web3 is. And there's a lot of corruption and, you know, deception in that industry, confusion and hard to build community, even though that was all about building community, but it really didn't. But with AI, it just happened. When I when I used it, I, I saw the practical applications and the utility that was going to enable anyone who <clears throat> interacts with a computer screen, <laughs> no matter what job or what role they have in life is, you know, just, you don't even have to have a job. You just be a person and just, you know, have a fantastic uh, results and whatever you want to do. It, it is just uh, taken down all those <clears throat> obstacles that kept you from doing things before. Right. You know, you had dreams, you had thoughts, you had questions, and then all of a sudden you had a place where you could just ask the question and then it would solve problems for you. It was pretty incredible. So I applaud your uh, effort and your enthusiasm and, you know, just the nature of this show. There's a lot of people out there doing <clears throat> demos, you know, they're doing a thousand demos and 
sometimes they just talk over the corporate video that's put out. There's a lot of cheat sheets and stuff like that. But I think for adoption to really take hold, it requires conversation. And that, that's what I'm trying to do with this show is like, have, just have conversations, talk about the issues, talk about people's lives and how they've been impacted. And I think those are all great positive stories. So in terms of challenges that you've faced along the way, first of all, you had to get your school to adopt what you were evangelizing. <clears throat> and then you started your own organization and business. And how have you overcome those obstacles? What what was your selling point? What was your communication to convince people? Yeah, you know, let Philip do his thing and let's see what happens. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a great question as well. I think ultimately I just kind of had to be, I had to be a little bit bold. You know what I mean? I had to kind of go, I think I've got something here and just kind of make it a little bit and kind of be like, you know, what I'm going to do is going to transform learning and these kids are going to be so happy. And it was an interesting time even approaching my leaders at the school. And I just kind of thought to myself, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to say, I've got something here. I've got, I believe in this, you know, I'm sure there's going to be mistakes. I'm going to keep you updated. I'm going to tell you my mistakes. I'm going to be honest. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to be as they call it, transparent, that word, you know, I, I really don't like that word, but I'm going to be transparent in, in the sense of, you know, let's look at what's working. Let's look at what's not working. How can we improve it? Let's communicate it with all the leaders, you know, not just kind of have my own little bubble. I'm going to work with literacy leaders and numeracy leaders and science leaders. And, and, and they were sort of like, well, we're not going to give you any extra time to do this. You have to do this on your own. So I, I had to use my planning time. I had to use time that was allocated for me to, you know, save time working on things at home. But all my planning time just became meetings and talking to people about all these cool ideas and just sort of seeing what's responding. You know, sometimes it's a little bit like, well, yeah, they're not really liking that idea. And then, well, hang on, they love this idea. And so I just started to bring people into my classroom as well. I just thought, you know, come and have a look, see what's see what I'm doing. Here's a cool thing I've got. And I used to send my principal all these messages even on weekends and stuff it drove her crazy for sure but <laughs> she kind of liked it in the end she was like you know I just love I got no one that does this no one that's just so passionate about their learning that oh my goodness I've got this idea I'm going to create this exoplanet thing I've got all the, these things going on and sometimes people would just kind of be like all right all right all right I'm just I'm going to let you go you can take the reins or make sure you do these things and then I'll, I'll do it. And I've, I'm always very meticulous. So I'm not just like, here's a crazy idea. I'm just going to change everything. I'm like, I'm going to build on these current ideas and, and turn it into something else. So that kind of became my school story. And I was able to be a pilot. I was able to pilot a lot of, you know, taking away the programs, taking away the Lucy Culkin's book, which I still used anyway, but sort of taking away these really structured programs and, and seeing what would happen. And I guess they started to see just results you know really quick and the kids were skipping to school the kids were laughing the kids were like oh I've been talking to AI in Mr Phil's class and you know and all the kids would be like this was made by AI this was made by AI and it was all kind of exciting I, I had the buzz so the kids were just feeling that there was a year five class so 
they were just loving it. They were, this was their last year of school at the, at elementary, the one I was at, then they went into middle school. So they were kind of like, this is a cool way to end our schooling. This is a great way of being involved. And I just kept talking about the successes with the kids. That was the focus. I was like, this is not about me. This is about what the kids are learning, what the kids are doing. Then the kids got interviewed quite a fair bit by leadership and things like that. So that was my approach. When I went into my own business world and LinkedIn world, it was kind of the same. Like I just thought, well, what's the community responding with? You know, I've got to be a little bit bold. I'm going out there with this idea. No one's talking about project-based learning. There's one other guy, Russell John Cayley, I think his name is, excuse me if I say it wrong, but he's amazing. And he's got a Think Learning Studio and he's kind of a really great leader of PBL on LinkedIn. But I just kind of went on my own little direction. And I remember speaking to a school and I said, I've got this idea. This was John Kelly with Colegio Ikigai. It's called a school in Mexico City. And I said to him, I've got this idea. And I threw all these different ideas at him and just kind of saw the ones that he was resonating with. And he's like, oh, you've, you've got this AIX PBL idea. And I'm like, that's a great name for a company. I didn't know what to call it at that time. <laughs> so I found the website and said, that's it. I found the website. That's the name of the company. That's it. But I just kind of, as time went on, I just started putting out material. I started putting out lots of different ideas and strategies. I didn't want to be a person to get 100,000 followers overnight. I saw all those things happening, but I just saw, you know what, if I can create great value, if I can find excellent articles, if I can read great journal articles, just take my time, slow down. Everyone's moving so fast. Let's just kind of slow down a little bit, do one post a day or Sometimes I schedule them, you know, that kind of thing so I can read and, and take my time to go through things. And I feel that the approach that I have is always based on personal learning and, and also inclusion as well. So it sees projects in a different way. I'm about to do a big project with John Kelly um, at his school, and he's going to be talking about it to a lot of um, conferences and things like that. And we're really looking at, you know, how you can utilize projects to cover lots of curriculum and those kind of things. So for me, and a big thing as well has been just, I guess, like you with this podcast, is just talking to people, you know, and finding out people's stories, finding out what their challenges are. I remember a guy that I spoke to that was a little bit hesitant about AI, and he was a very kind of almost like a critic against me. And I just thought, let's have a chat. And then within minutes, I transformed his whole belief into like, wow, it does all these things. And now we're doing different projects and things. And he's really loving AI for what it can do. And it sometimes just takes that personal, you know, conversation and people can go on that avenue that AI is going to take my jobs and blah, 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 blah. And it's easy to do that. And it's very easy to be like, this is the end of the world's coming right now. And we can watch a few videos on Netflix and, you know, get scared about everything, you know, watch, what is it? Black Mirror and things like that and yeah, start Black to be Mirror. like, well, G2. yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. And we can be really fearful of it all. We can just kind of keep embracing it and find people doing great things with AI and with education. And so it's been feedback based. It's been based on the challenges. It's not easy to put in project-based learning in schools. So it's really been like a, a careful movement to be like, well, what's going to work and what are people responding with and, and what direction can this go in? And yeah, it's, I really try to listen a lot more than I, I speak. You know what I mean? I just read a lot of things and, and see what people are saying. Yeah, I was going to say you're so fortunate to have taught and worked with really the next generation, which I, I think they're called alphas now, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I have hope that that generation 
growing up with this now, starting in fifth grade, is going to be the generation that solves some major problems for the world. Because Absolutely. what 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 we're doing by saving time and supercharging ourselves is that we're able to tackle other things and elevate our our our, our learning, elevate our use of time to tackle some real issues <laughs> that we have in the world. I, I know you, you said you haven't slept much because yeah, there's a huge learning curve and learning all these platforms and deciding which ones work for you. Cause not all of them work for everybody. And no. that's another reason why I don't do a thousand demos. It's like, I, I just know I'm not going to build a no code website. I, I don't need to do that. So I, I, I like, I'm a creative. So it's like, I like those things that are come from the creative side. So so that that's my focus and it's okay to have focus. And I, I don't, I don't have to, even though I'm an evangelist and an advocate, I don't have to know everything. That's another reason why I formed Realm IQ because I have a, a group of um, mentors that come from those different industries, whether it's a legal analyst or risk management, I have those people and uh, we can give talks to cover whatever the broad spectrum you know, opportunity that there might be. But I, I I hear what you're saying about the the doomsayers and conversations a good thing. Ultimately, you know, some some things you just can't some arguments you just can't win. And I I like to focus on really all the positive there's so many positive things that are happening. It's the benefits were just massive and the utility was massive. And that's why the adoption just was like, not even a hockey stick, it just went straight up wow. a year yeah. ago, right? And and it's because of the utility, everybody can use it. And it's, you know, simple interface. And now you can just speak commands and prompts. It's like, you don't have to type or anything. It's, it's really incredible. Anyway, back to this next generation that you've been working with, do you feel that there's, there is hope in the, in the youth that they're not because they didn't watch, you know, Terminator two, cause there's 10 and they have no preconception of the end of the world. They're just like learning and they're sponges. And I mean, do you have hope after witnessing that and nurturing that? Huge, huge hope. And, I, and when you were saying that, I, I was even thinking of, I remember a student sitting there and this very, very, very bright student, both the parents are really high-end engineers in Monterey in Mexico. And this student was sitting there and was so stressed out. And I had, I had another student, I had to kind of be like watching, like what's going on, what's going on? And I remember walking up and her, her parents had given her access to chat GPT-4. And she was trying to work out how, one of our activities was to send a rocket to the moon. And I know these activities with kids, they're like, I mean, it's work sometimes, most of the time that is building things and making it look pretty and, and all that. This student was actually trying to work out how to send a rocket and saying, we need this, we need this. I don't think I can get this. And starting to source the materials for everything and was really getting stressed saying, this is going to cost way too much money. My parents aren't going to let me. I'm not even if I ask for Christmas. And I just saw this like, amazing like interest with with that kid and that's an example of one of many i mean i i i saw these these kids 
talking to me and saying, can we have a chat with AI and I need to work this out and can you help it do a reading plan? My parents said, if I do a bit better reading job, you know, but I find it really boring. Can you ask AI to make it interesting? Da, 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 da. And it was just this, like, I guess now, like we're so used to looking up information or some of us more than others, but I, I, I have arguments with people and it's like, I'm onto Google. I'm trying to like back up my argument and look, it says here, I've got proof. You know what I mean? And sometimes even with, with lots of things, I'm looking it up on Google, aren't I? Like I'm on my phone, I'm looking it up. I'm finding this website or this YouTube or something like that. And I think, imagine the generation that's it's going to be like, let me go to this agent or let me go to this chat thing, or let me connect in with this professional. I've got this that can connect with this person and all these kind of things through AI and, 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 and I can explain it in my own terms. And that whole thing of explain it like I'm five, you know, I remember the kids were asking AI to do that already right. and then answering questions and things like that. I mean, the wealth of knowledge in AI is massive. And I mean, look at a country like Mexico, when kids, you know, start to use phones or have access, not everyone does, but for the ones that do, when they start finding out more information, they start looking at ways how they can solve problems. They have assignments that are based on community problems. You know, there's there's a huge hope. And I've I've brought sustainability. Every kid calls me Mr. Sustainability because I talk about it all the time. Yeah. But they just found like this passion and this interest and this love of like, maybe I can change something somewhere and, and maybe I can do something. And hey, this school thing's a bit interesting. Maybe if I become... And this, I remember this one kid in particular, he was not really engaged with school. His marks were okay, but not great. And the parent basically said, if you get this particular mark in all your subjects, we're going to buy you an Xbox, new Xbox or whatever it is for Christmas. It was a great thing. The parents were really set super high expectations with the kid. It wasn't just like, you know, I want an Xbox and how can I get it? And how can I cheat my right. way to it or something? The kid really wanted to build up his skills in everything, writing, reading. And so we worked with AI and then he was like, mm, maybe join the Model United Nations Club. They might actually, you know, it might inspire me to do more. Do you think you could make some of my work about some of the topics we're learning about in the Model United Nations? And just all those kind of little questions and mm -hmm. I was able to tailor and personalize all this work for him that he, instead of saying, like the book might be like, write a persuasive thing about why, you know, recess should be taken away or should be longer or, you know, like why well, cats better than dogs and things like that. They're great things to think about, but they're not so relevant. But this kid said, well, how can I persuade, you know, a country around the world to do this and have a better trade with that country and stuff like that. And, and that became his assignment. And I was kind of a little bit like, I don't know how he's going to approach this. I'm going to ask AI to simplify things for me so I can simplify it for him. I went on a bit of a path and, and gave it all to this kid and he just took it on and just went bang. Like this kid ended up teaching our class every single day from things that he got from chat GPT and also using things from YouTube and putting it all together and using Canva. And now that Canva's got all the AI things, I'm sure he's doing even more right. things with it. But he just, just his mind exploded. This was, you know, a great example. And I think that if every kid has that opportunity to kind of go, you know what, I'm interested in this. I'm, I do this outside of school. I want to coach kids with cricket or blah, 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 blah. Do you think I could do an assignment, persuade the community 
that we get more people to join the cricket club or something like that. That's real life, isn't it? And and that's going to give them that engagement and they're going to start getting people through the door. They're going to start holding events. They're going to ask AI for different ideas. I mean, that's really, I feel like we're using AI in such a basic way now that it's got to search all this information and everything. Imagine if it's t a little bit more targeted is talking about things that people have done to get more people into sports clubs or to get more people into fitness or to make people eat healthier and things like that. So there's, there's this yeah, stuff going on them, uh, and, and I see it. It's getting them excited about education where they maybe were a little blase before, right? And and you're yeah, this, this, it's this, real. This kid who would create a, I guess, a Canva presentation of his findings and then daily dissertate to the class about what he learned. Well, that's the Socratic method of of teaching. You tell me <laughs> what you learned, and so it really abolishes this fear of ChatGPT as a tool for cheating that it will write their papers. Here, here, this kid, your student, he just solved all these problems and was so excited he had to share it with his class. I mean, that that's just the greatest thing that you could ever want from a student, right? Huge, huge. Huge. And so, the class loved it. Kudos, they, they kudos loved, to you. They, I'm really- They loved it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Thanks. wow. I, I, you know, I, I think there's so many things wrong with our educational system, speaking really towards the U.S. because you're in Mexico. <clears throat> but you, you give me hope that the next generation coming up will be inspired and, and learn and, and will never have to use Google because they're just using a different tool called AI to, to really learn better than they could ever do before if they were just using Google. I think Google's uh, in trouble. <laughs> I think that's why they're investing so much, <laughs> yeah. right? Because they see the writing on the wall. It's like, yeah, search, search is over. SEO, I mean, just think of the implications of ranking rankings for websites and stuff like that, that SEO, it's like, what is that anymore? It's like, if people aren't even going to Google. That's it. I, I know when asking I, questions I, instead, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. When I'm prompt chaining, I'm I'm asking for, you know, give me the cite the references, give me the links, supply any pictures. And you know, it's a conversation as they give you all the stuff and give you insights and also help you write whatever thought you had in the morning when you wake up. And just for me, it's like, what am I gonna write about today? You know, I'm a blogger, so it's it's like, okay, there seems to be this problem, the discussion. It's like, I want to learn about it. I want to have a develop a point of view because I don't know what my point of view should be. But you you do the research and and learn and uh, all the obstacles just come down so you can just do, right? Versus, oh, it's going to take a lot of research. I, I can't even tackle that. My brain's going to explode. Well, <laughs> you know, your mind should be exploding with new information from this new educational tool. And I think that's, that's the opportunity. People's minds be, be blown with enlightenment, right? Versus frustration. That's the opportunity. So tell me a little bit more about like recent new projects with your business and, and the effect that you're having 
now that you're in the LinkedIn community and networking and what are some of those opportunities uh, that are coming to you? Yeah, well, this morning I was invited to an Ed3 DAO conference that they've got going next year. So that's really exciting. I'm looking forward to sharing, I guess, the same sort of conversation of what we're having now and talking about how I believe project-based learning and artificial intelligence is going to give great options for neurodiverse. I'm, I'm working on a another... One thing that's kind of just leading me in this direction, which I kind of didn't know, is I am starting to connect in a little bit more with neurodivergent and those kind of worlds. There's a Matt Ivy with dyslexic AI. We've started just having a lot of really big conversations. And we just, when we talk, we just have so many great ideas and so many great ways of, of looking at things, you know, and it just starts to, you know, can we, that's kind of like project and the guy called Ephraim Learner. We're all kind of working together on this little dyslexic neurodiverse project. And that started opening the doors to some other people that have been contacting me. And, and there's another guy, Wes Shields, SynthMinds AI. He's really interested in developing a framework that's accessible for different, not just in education, but for different types of learners and people that then things can be adapted. And if you think about that, like you look at a website or you read a book and PDFs and all those kind of things are all just pretty standard and chunked and it works for some people, but not for everyone. You imagine with a click of a button or something like that, that then suddenly that's going to transform into something more applicable for a dyslexic learner or mm. an, an autistic learner, or the language is going to change for an autistic learner, or the language is going to change for ADHD, or it's going to be second and have a lot of interactive things for some people. Yeah. And then, so I'm starting to see this huge pull in that direction of like, not only personalized learning for students, but this is really amazing for businesses. And this is amazing for anyone really that you can, yeah. You know, we I would, yeah, people say I, would, oh, I don't want to read, and yeah, I would call that. Well, you know, spatial computing is the new thing. <laughs> I've always I used like the it. term dimensional, like dimensional interfaces, dimensional learning, dimensional reading, immersive. You know, those types of things. And I, I think what you're describing is exactly that because the the centuries old uh, methods of rote memorization don't work and they don't work for everybody. No. And so how do you, how can you be more inclusive by dimensionalizing that learning reading experience to be one exciting and two tailored to how one can learn better regardless of where they are on the spectrum. Right. And I, I think all that's fascinating. And I, I think it's bold new ideas and approaches to education like that is what is going to save the world. And uh, it'll be the next generation, our, our generation. I'm speaking for you know the baby boomers. We really screwed it up, <laughs> screwed up the world. So I, I'm more hopeful with our youth uh, after this conversation with you. So listen, we're entering our, our, our time here. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity to plug any any website or books you're working on or whatever, take the time to tell the listeners about what you're doing and how they can 
further find you? Yeah, sure. Thank you. First of all, thank you for listening this far. <laughs> I guess most of my things are put on LinkedIn at the moment. I just find it so easy and so I've get so much engagement and things like that. So you can follow me on LinkedIn under Philip Alcock. If you're not on LinkedIn and you don't want to be part of the LinkedIn world, I, I still highly recommend being part of it because it's amazing. All the people I connect with are amazing. You can. I'm starting to develop a Twitter account, Twitter X account, and Facebook under AI Teachers. I've got a website, www.aixpbl.com. I'm starting to build that a little bit more. That's going to start containing a lot more of eBooks and things like that, which I am writing about project-based learning, innovative learning, neurodiverse learning, and those kind of things that I have happening at the moment. I'm going to be providing resources for teachers to implement AI, PBL, and I guess have free PBL packs for sustainability and things like that. If you're interested in, you know, bringing sustainability into schools or institutions, I have some really cool ideas that have worked well. But that's the main thing. I feel like LinkedIn will be the best place, but definitely you can follow my websites and Twitter and Facebook. That's going to get built up over next year, 2024. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Philip. And thanks to our listeners and viewers for tuning in and catch more of our Realm IQ sessions on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeart Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Thanks so much, Philip, again, and Amazing. hope to have you back and catch up with you. And best of luck and everything that you're doing. It's very exciting. And thanks for being our guest today. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. You can now catch Realm IQ sessions on your favorite podcast channels, including Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeart Podcasts. Or listen to the full sessions at kurtdoty.co forward slash Realm IQ. If your company is interested in reaching an audience of AI professionals and decision makers to promote your event or product, we do have sponsorship opportunities. If you enjoy these discussions on AI, please push that subscribe button below. I'll see you in the next video. Realm IQ. Book your corporate AI workshop today. Subscribe to our Media Slam newsletter and learn more about the intersection of design, content, and technology. KurtDoty.co Branding, Marketing, and Product Development.